Welcome to Mam on Podcast. Mike and Mike on Mike. The top five podcast. Ugh, let's start that again. Beep. Top five podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Mike and Mike on Mike, also known as Mammon Podcasts. The top five podcast where we talk about our top five favourite things. Uh, and really, more because we do audible mentions, so maybe we need to edit that. <laughs> yeah. Um, top five-ish. And... Today we are talking about, I think one that people listening about, mm, that doesn't count. And we're doing top five underrated game franchises. What do you mean by that doesn't count? I don't know. I feel like either they're going to say that's not a game franchise or that's not underrated. Yes. I definitely feel the underrated side of it is a thing that I'm going to get criticism for. I just don't think I've played enough sort of like quirky games. I guess. Yeah. Like you... I, when I did a bit of research into this to get some ideas, which was absolutely useless. And it's the only time I've done it, to be fair. The rest I've got just off the top of my head. But this one, I was like, oh, I don't really know what it, you know, I'll, I'll check into this a bit. And they were all like Japanese games, which, yeah, some of them I've heard of, like the Yakuza series. Spoiler alert, I'm not picking that. Great I've game. i played them. Great game, though. Or great <laughs> games. So they're, they're not underrated, in my opinion. <laughs> well, the thing. Recent one's pretty popular, I think. So I yeah. don't know how underrated it is anymore. Maybe they used to be. Or what's the other games I've heard? Yeah, I think yeah, then that, that was the only one I can remember off my head. I think Final Fantasy is quite an underrated Japanese video game franchise, isn't it? Never heard of it. No, <laughs> definitely one of those unique ones that's quite niche. <laughs> but spoiler alert, I don't like. I've never, never n- played really. I've never been able to get into them. I've tried a few times, never been able to get into them. I've downloaded Final Fantasy X onto a PlayStation Four. Yeah. Um, because I've got the game, and I know people absolutely rave about it. I think it was PS2, wasn't it, originally? Maybe. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to try and give that a go, because I know people love it. Well, I tried to play, because I've got the PS1 Classic at home, and I've got uh, Final Fantasy VIII on it, which I know is another one which it, everyone raves about. But, yeah, just not interested. I tried playing it, I just found it dull. Yeah, I don't know, maybe it's just one of those that's not aged well, if yeah, you're not a huge fan you already. To, you have to have played it at the time. Because oddly, it's one of the few games, Final Fantasy VIII, that um, my wife Lauren's played all the way through. What's so weird. Yeah, such an obscure one to be... Well, not obscure in the slightest, but like, if you don't consider yourself a gamer, that seems like an odd one to pick as the only game you played all the way through. So when I hear about Final Fantasy, I hear about ten. Nine and seven. I don't really hear about eight. So like, as well, it's not like she's played a popular. You know, like, well, I imagine it's popular if you're a Final Fantasy fan. But as a non-Final Fantasy fan, that's not one in the series I ever hear about as one of the best. I if you know what I mean. Thought it was one of the top ones. I might be thinking of another one then. Seven's the sort of iconic one. That Hold on, say is, is it seven? That shows my yes, it's seven. So yeah, that shows your absolute lack of knowledge for it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's Final Fantasy seven. That I had on the PS1 Classic and just couldn't get into, but my wife has played. Crazy. Mm. And funny that she played one of the popular ones. I imagine sort of before it was popular, so to speak. Yeah, probably. Um, right, other than your wife's hipster claim to fame, uh, what other Lauren news do you have for us? I feel that's very leading. Well, it, I say leading. <laughs> it feels as though you, you, there's a very, very much an answer that you want me to tell you. Well, I mean, I'm trying to do segues here, okay. and you, you just shit all over it, but okay. Okay, <laughs> okay so it, the other Lauren news is that she's fast asleep right now. And can I just check, because obviously we were talking about her medical state not that long ago. Is she still allergic to nuts? <laughs> yes, she is. 
And she... Also, that might sound like a weird, dirty joke I make about your wife, people who don't. No, she's genuinely allergic to nuts. Yeah, she That's is. Like a... But we are pleased to announce that she did give, give birth 11 days ago. So, well, it'll be more than 11 days when you're listening to this, but when we're recording it, it's 11 days. So, yes, we've got a new baby boy. His name's... We're not going to say the name. His name's Reginald, for reference. And we're like 60% sure it's yours, which is brilliant. Yeah, everyone keeps on saying it looks like me. (laughs) And Lauren's got got the proof that it looks like her. There's no way it's not hers, but this is my proof now. It looks like me. (laughs) It really does. Like It genuinely is like a baby form of me. I'll even agree it. It's like looking in the mirror. We can put those doubts to bed then. <laughs> mm-hmm. I keep on telling him to enjoy his hair though while he's got it. <laughs> those beautiful locks. Yes. But yeah. Um, so that's the exciting news we got here. So, but we do apologise, or I apologise, if there's any grumbling or anything you hear in the background that I can't edit out because I have given Lauren a bit of a break so she can have a little nap, and I've taken the upstairs with me to record the podcast. So this is his debut podcast. What the thing is, you know, obviously, ideally, he stays asleep. Yes. But if he does stay asleep, what does that say about our podcast? <laughs> that is soothing and relaxing. Okay. Well, that's the compliment. <laughs> so, games again. I feel like we haven't done it in ages. No, we we've, we've only done two games once. So, we did top five games and um, top five childhood games, didn't we? Yeah. I, th- I feel like I feel like th- this has got to be like other podcasts where we talk about games, you know, semi-regularly. Um, this has got to be the most sort of filthy, casual two people talking on it ever. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like anyone else does a podcast about games has quite a, a a bit of knowledge, or you know, is like a super super fan. But yeah, and they'll be talking about all these odd games like Attorney of Five, The Final Wisdom. Yeah, like one that I've again another underrated one that I read actually that I have heard of and I've heard is amazing, but I've never played it, called Persona. Oh yes, uh, I've heard good. Them. I've heard good things about that one. See JRPGs, they just don't interest me. Yeah, but I mean, that I'm is a JRPG. I'm assuming so. I love RPGs. But yeah, same. I don't know when they're. I think I love them for immersion, whereas they're a bit too quirky. Like I don't think I'd ever, you know, like an RPG to me is you're meant to feel like you're in that world or you're that character or you're with the characters. Absolutely. Whereas when they're like really odd and weird, I'm like, well, that's the opposite of why I play an RPG. Yeah, my favorite one. I can't remember what it's called now. It's really going to bug me. So it sort of defeats the point of talking about it on the podcast. <laughs> we'll cut this bit. Out. Yeah, <laughs> that was a great segue there. Yeah, Moving on. <laughs> so yeah, so but I, I do think I think there's something interesting in talking about it from a casual point of view. Yeah, and we'd be intrigued to see what what uncasual um, recommendations people give after they've listened to this podcast. Yeah, and I think it'd be interesting to see if people do think they're underrated, or people like say even to see. I think this would be one where you know the rest of them are quite subjective. Yeah, you can't disagree that my favorite rom com is you know X and Y. But you can disagree and say it's, actually it's not over, it's not underrated even. So I love that you said X and Y when we know that your favourite rom com. Well, spoilers! What <laughs> if they've started here and they're going backwards? Oh, it's a fair point. <laughs> I do like I do love X X and Y though. It is a great rom com. By the way, what I just said makes sense of why I said X and Y. But the real reason I've genuinely forgotten what my first choice was already. <laughs> How bad is that? I've got a rough idea. I think I know what it is. But we'll go with. We're being professional, yeah. trying to not spoil it for newcomers. Does it feature? Is this a spoiler? Does it feature leukemia? <laughs> what? <laughs> but so then again, I'm not sure. Like, there's many other rom coms with leukemia, is there? I think you'd be surprised. To be fair, 
There's that one called like five feet apart, which is about those people with cystic fibrosis and stuff like that. So I think that's, like, that's not leukemia, but yeah, <laughs> no, but like like severe and terminal illnesses have become like since John Green has become like popular, hasn't it? Now? Yeah, I suppose what you mean. Yeah, like, even I remember watching years ago my sister's ones. Um, it was called The Last Dance or something like that, where that had one where... where Hilary Swank. Yeah, I think so. That's what I'm thinking of. I think I'm sure it is. Wait, no. Maybe Hilary Swank's an actual dance one. What you hear here is Mike Googling what this is. Oh, see, I've just Googled rom-com Girl Dies, because that's all I remember about the film. And it, I've just got the top one. It's 18 Terminal Romance movies ranked. Oh, that is a great list. <laughs> see, I told you. I told you it's become popular. <laughs> Hey, no judgment if that's your uh, little bit of heaven, decent. A walk to remember, that's it. Uh, and it's Nicholas Sparks' book, of course it is. Of course PS, it is, I love that makes you. sense. Yep, that's, love, it. that's oh, Hilary Swank, isn't it, P.S. I love you. absolutely hate myself. Love and Other Drugs, that should have been my number one. I always thought you was going to have Love and Other Drugs in your list. What an I was surprised to hear that it never appeared, because you rave about it all the time to me. I just forgot, that's the problem. Again, I'm not, I think you're a bit more methodical with it. You're like, in fact, we're just talking about this. Even the way you talk about things, there's a, there's a thought process, there's a deliberation, there's, there's structure there. Whereas I'm a shoot from the hip, good gut feeling, write them down and commit to them. I've literally got in front of me top five underrated video game franchises. Then underneath that, a subheading, ideas. And underneath that, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, fourteen ideas that might have made the list i put next to them how many games are in their franchises and then i've made a list underneath with some facts <laughs> and do you know what's really sad is that i've do, i'd say five minutes is the longest i've ever taken on any of these really to you know to like do it um some of them a minute maybe uh, and you put all this thought process in, but like you seem to say the consensus in the minutes that people agree with my choice yeah me, everyone keeps saying oh mike's done a great choice like what about me <laughs> Unless I'm getting um, confused, because when they say Mike, they're just talking to me well, see, in the, the third person. <laughs> if we ever get big enough, you know, where random people start, like, shitting on us on social media. You never know who it is. No, I'll be like, oh, mate, they'll be saying horrible <laughs> things about you. <laughs> oh, I love it. Right, uh, should we crack on with the nitty gritty? Or is there anything yeah. else you want to talk about? What have you been up to? I'm asked that question of you. Obviously, I had some big news. Um, Not a lot, really. Bowel where movements have... been okay? Is what, sorry? Have your bowel movements been okay? Do you know what? Genuinely, I know you're taking the piss. First of all, love a poo. Hate a wee, love a poo. Sit down, read a book on your phone, whatever. Um, I've started having, I've been trying to eat breakfast, I'm not a breakfast person, but I've been having these like Activia, active oh, the bacteria. Act- yeah. Honest to God, my shitting's been so regular and so like clean, I barely have to wipe. Like, unbelievable. <laughs> if you want to edit that out, edit it out. But do you know what? I'm, I'm not happy staying in. Staying. And <laughs> Activia, if you want to sponsor us. Give us a shout. Oh, yeah, 100%. And do you know what? We can do like a, like a, a skit where I'm recording on the toilet. And like, thanks to, thanks to Activia, I can't record at my desk anymore. Because I'm so regular. <laughs> Love it. Um, right, and on that creepy weird note, number five. Kick us off. Hold on a second. Say number five, just as George... No, he seems... I kind of edit that out, so I said his name. Go again. Also, I just thought... I don't think you really care about this podcast. Why? Because if you did, you would have called your son Mike. <laughs> Mike and Mike and Mike. <laughs> yeah. Or Mike. Mom, 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 mom. So uh, if you'd really, really cared about it, you would have committed. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Right, let's go. Go again. Coming in at number five. Start us off then, Mike. Okay. Is this the one I'm going for for number five? I think it is. Okay. 
My number five is Lemmings. Never played it, but I remember it being popular on PS2. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It is, it's one of the um, biggest selling games of all time. Is it? Yeah. But I think because of it's not played as much anymore, or as well known by a lot of people, it first came out in 1991, um, and I remember I used to play the original on the MS-DOS, and um, then a few years ago, there was a version that came out on um, the Android store. It might also be on iTunes as well. And I became obsessed with it. I literally months I spent playing this. And then annoyingly, um, my phone died, completely died. And I lost all my save data. And I was Which like... phone was it? I can't remember. Really can't remember. Um, but I was so annoyed. And because I literally had lost so much worth of sort of gameplay, I just stopped playing it again. But it's genuinely a classic puzzle game that's absolutely phenomenal. Like, talk me through it. Like I said, I, I remember it being... I don't know. You know if I, when I had a PSP, I'd Google like top. PSP games to see what to sort of buy next, and I always considered it. Yeah, it so because I remember there was because there's eight versions of the game, um, sort of different games, but there's been loads of ports pretty much to every single console out, out there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm pretty sure at some point it did come out on the um, or a version of it came out on the PSP. But what you do is you'd have there'd be numerous lemmings that slowly get dropped into the level, and there's loads of obstacles that sort of stop you from doing anything. And obviously, yeah. if the lemmings fall from a great height, they'll die, or if they go into lava or anything like that, they'll die, as you'd expect. Um, and what you'd do is you'd assign a couple of power-ups to each thing, so you could, like, dig, for example. You could dig across, or you could dig down. Um, you could block lemons, so one of them literally just puts its hand to the side, and that stops them from going any further in that direction. Yeah. And the idea was to get to the end goal with a certain, with um, a target number of lemmings. But the thing so, is- so, like, to summarise it, you're sort of in a bad situation because you're sort of trapped, and you've mm-hmm. got to try and make the best of it. Kind of, yeah. So you could say, when life gives you lemmings. And that's been Mike and Mike on Mike. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I think that's one of the worst things I've ever heard. I know, it's the worst joke I've ever made, but I'm also super proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I think underrated... Does it control like worms? It looks a bit like worms. No, it doesn't control... You physically don't... sort. Of, you can't like say to lemmings, go in that direction. They literally walk forwards until there's a block, and then they walk backwards until there's a block, and then they walk forwards, and then. So you're just removing the blocks. Yeah, so removing blocks or obstacles to allow, so you can like build um not ladders but sort of stairs to go up places um to climb over the obstacles and stuff like that. But obviously they might fall from a height if they reach the end before you stop them, and there's lots of things to consider. So you've really got to be on it in terms of paying attention. But it's just... you know, I've explained this. There's a lot of like knockoffs, I think, on on, um, on phone games. I'm sure there absolutely idea, is. You know I mean? I'm sure there is. It is a great game, but I just think because of how video games have evolved now, it's a franchise that doesn't get talked about at all. But I'll tell you something. Yeah. On your phones, if you've got an Android and iPhone, look it up. It is a free game. It's got ads. No, it doesn't have ads, I think. I think it's just one of those things where you get five lives. But if you lose those five lives, then you just got to wait like, 10 minutes before you can play again one of those sort of ones but actually i remember just playing constantly like not really losing the lives it's a lot of fun a great little puzzle game i like that and do you know what? you genuinely i'm going to play this game now. yeah do it, it I'm, i might re-download it on my phone as well nice i like that that's a good good first choice and yeah. I, I think i don't think people can disagree with that i think that is an underrated game franchise yeah yes because it's not there anymore yeah um now, with you doing a really good, solid choice that makes sense, 
I've cheated on my first choice. <laughs> oh, here we but... go. Mike in with the cheats. <laughs> this is my only one that I think is officially a cheat and people can argue with me over. This uh, isn't a franchise. <laughs> okay. So earlier when I, I said, I'm not going to include one because there's only two games in it. He was like, oh, I think that'll count. Is that why you've said it? Yeah, because this should have been a franchise and I don't understand why it wasn't. And I remember my friend, when he was like 23, 24, got really drunk, came back from the end of a night out, logged on to his computer, found the creator of this game, emailed them and said, please make a second one. Really? He got a response from him, yeah. Wow, what was the response? He just said, you know, I'd love to have all, it's one of those things I've always tried to sort of shop about. It's got like a cult following, I think. Um, but there's just not enough interest because it's, I think it's a bit of an odd concept. Um, but yeah, it's called, I don't know if you ever played it on the PlayStation, Hogs of War. I've heard of it. I haven't played it. So it's a turn-based tactics game. Um, a bit like, I guess, almost like a 3D worms almost. You get mm-hmm. like, you know, you can move a character so much on your turn and they can, you know, do something. They can shoot a gun, whatever. Um, they had like it was it was funny because they were pigs, you know, dressed in the army, and they had um, I can't remember his name is now. Uh, Rick is it Rick Mail? Oh yeah, from um, uh, Young Ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he. Uh, well, I remember from Drop Dead Fred. Yes, he, um, great for great film. Yeah, what a film. He oh. um, he voiced one of the characters in there as well. Um, so that, you know, it's great to hear that. It's World War One theme as well, which. Like, I remember at the time when I played it, you know, when you start learning about World War One and Two, it was just fascinating, wasn't it? It was just yeah. so unbelievable. Um, and it's when Medal of Honor was really popular as well. So it was interesting because you sort of, you know, you, I don't know, you got sort of used to... I think I came to the game late anyway, but I was so sick of sort of these typical World War One and World War Two games that it was like a fresh breath out of this sort of like... Uh, hogs. And it's like, it's one of those games that... Sh- like, I'm not, I don't understand how it's not a franchise. Like... You know, you could have done World War Two. You could have done few. Yeah, you know, it was the Call of Duty before Call of Duty. That's what it was. Yeah, uh, or should have been, in my opinion. Well, looking on Wikipedia, it does look like they plan on doing. Well, they've started um, doing a remaster. Oh, amazing! And they released a card game version, and okay. a miniatures game is also set for release this year. We can play when we do our YouTube channel. We can play that. Yeah, Hogs of War, the card game. Yeah. I'll be up for that. Um, but yeah, it was it was a game that felt like I've. I don't know. I, I don't, it makes no sense at all it's just a feeling, but it's a game that felt like it was a franchise, even though it wasn't a franchise. It felt like there, there could be loads... Yeah, there, was so much, there was so much potential for it to spin off. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really sad that it, it, it didn't work, because it was such a cool game, and it was it was fun. But it, it was also competitive, like, when you were playing it as well. Well, it's, yeah, I think it looks quite a good game, actually, looking at it. I'm, definitely, yeah, well, it, I'm wondering whether I have played it. That's what I'm trying to work out. I'm going to have a look now at some of the source. <laughs> this I mean, is what you tune in. In my for. head, it looked a lot better than I'm seeing. Oh no, now. it looks absolutely shite. <laughs> yeah, but it was so good. Um, so yeah, I've cheated on my first one, but I also don't give a shit because it was such a good game. And here we go. Here's our first petition from Mammon. We, I want us to get hashtag Hogs of War two trending. On Can I just Twitter, say Instagram and Facebook? You say this is our first petition, but I'm sure we've attempted three prior to this. I know one of them definitely the remaster of Rugrats. Yeah. We definitely started another petition for something else, and now you're claiming that this is the first petition. I feel like I should be a politician because I think that's what I do. I get like very passionate about it, and, like let's do this, and then I do nothing <laughs> with it. <laughs> Tell you what, when I um, social mediaize this uh, episode, 
I'll put a spoiler alert and we'll I'll hashtag Hogs of War Two. I also want some like patriotic music on the background behind me as I'm as I'm passionately trying to start the petition. Okay, tell you what, you got twenty seconds. Mm-hmm. Give a very empowered speech on Hogs of War Two. Hogs of War Two would end COVID war and it would make us happy. What would else would you rather do than play as an anthropomorphic pig in World War One? Hogs of War Two hashtag. I can't even do hashtag. <laughs> hashtag say. Hogs of War Two. <laughs> you just completely you know ruined that like? at the I end. Feel like but... As I did my speech, I feel like I've given up myself. I felt like I lost the passion for it. <laughs> Too, See, I thought you, know you was getting more emotional at the end of it. Yeah, there's a little tear there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, why not Hogs of War 2? I mean, Call of Duty gets a game every year. Fuck that shit. That's, oh, that's Call of Duty is absolutely awful, in my opinion. There was possibly one or two good games, but then I hate it. Yeah, I had some great moments with zombies. and I think some of the Modern Warfare storylines were good. But See, I think Call yeah. of Duty 4 is the only one that I consider good. See, I love Modern Warfare 2 and Black Ops 2. I thought Black Ops 2 was okay. But both of those Black Ops were zombies, not anything else. Oh, okay. I mean, jetpacks can get to... They can lead. Right. Solid solid choice, even if it's cheating. (laughs) I promise the rest are okay. Uh, Right, number four. Number four. So this ties in nicely to you saying Call of Duty can go fuck itself. But also you mentioned um, this game on your last one, and it's Medal of Honor. Yeah, I mean, I do love it. And I think you are right. I think, it, especially in comparison to how big Battlefield and Call of Duty. Is exactly. I actually prefer the gameplay, and I think it's because at least the ones I played as a youngster, if you will, um, they focused a lot more on the single player. That's my issue with things like, um, is it Battlefront? Battlefield. Battlefield. That's it. Sorry. And um, Call of Duty. They're a lot. They rely a lot on the multiplayer and the online gameplay. Whereas Medal of Honor actually told a great World War story. Mm. I think it's Medal of Honor Underground where you're literally you start off in the trenches. As you said that as well, I, that's got to be one of the most iconic uh, game black like game cases cover, whatever you call it. Because I can I can picture, I'm sure he's throwing one of those sort of German grenades in the picture. He might or, be actually, unless that's uh, front line. But I've now, well, I've just googled front line is actually the one I'm thinking of in terms of it starts off um, D Day. Yeah. Oh. I'm sure it is, because all the pictures seem to show yeah, that sort is. of style. It's, it's, or definitely one of the first. I remember replaying that loads. And I, I, it was absolutely phenomenal, and it really sort of... It was heavy on the sort of... Because I remember you'd see the casualties as you just run around trying to defend yourself. Because you'd literally start off on the boat, wouldn't you, to begin with? No, it can't have been D-Day. Either way. It was D-Day. Yeah, it was, yeah. Boat, yeah. Yeah, 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 it was D-Day, wasn't it? Um, and you ride, ride up, and you got all your sort of um, soldiers around you, and it really was quite emotional... And it really sort of ground down on how actually war isn't meant to be fun necessarily. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. And like I said, I think it partly for me, because I'm not very good at sort of shoot 'em up games. Yeah. Call of Duty and Medal of Honor, not Medal of Honor, um, uh, Battlefield relies so much on the multiplayer that it actually sort of takes the fun out of it for me. But Medal of Honor was so much about sort of you and the single player and the good story that it was just absolutely phenom- phenomenal. Did you, before playing it, had you watched Saving Private Ryan? Yes, and it reminded yeah. me just of that, the opening yeah, scene. same. And you felt, I think that helped, didn't it, almost, because you had that... Realism there. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That's so weird. No, absolutely. Brilliant franchise, in my opinion, but definitely just been overtaken by the Call of Duty this day and age, because 
looking at it, there's actually still when was the last game made? Two thousand twenty twenty. Um, so they're still making games. Yeah, but I think there's just big gaps between them, isn't there? Yeah. Well, that that was a virtual reality, so I'm not including that. So the last one before that was actually in 2012. What was that Airborne? Warfighter. Oh, I remember Airborne coming out. That was back in 2007. Oh, wow. I'm old. <laughs> but yeah, so it's not been around for a long time. And it's just, yeah, really enjoy it. I miss it. I want to play it now. Yeah, do you know what? <laughs> as you say that, I do, like you said, I do remember there being a storyline. I do remember it didn't seem to glorify it. As, I don't know, maybe that's just nostalgic glasses. But yeah, I didn't see them. It felt like it didn't glorify it as much. No. And I seem to remember it being one of the first games that had those sort of like big set piece moments. It wasn't just a shoot them up. It it had those sort of, I don't know, iconic, like you had the D-Day scene, and I seem to remember there being one way you're in a building, and I was on like a balcony looking down at the sort of enemy. Possibly. Um, it's been a long time since I played any of these games mm-hmm. on my list, um, as I'm sure with you, which is why they're probably underrated, because then there's nothing this day and age like this. these games. In my, for my list, at least, I think they're underrated. The ones that I picked have been underrated because they haven't continued as much, and yeah. people have forgotten about them. Um, so yes, yeah, can't remember huge amounts, but I just remember it being absolutely fantastic. I think it was PS2 was when I, no, it must have been the PC when I first started playing on it. Actually, um, Look at you little PC gamer, I know, right? Um, I could never use the mouse and keyboard for oh, really? shoot FPS games. No, even though uh, I know they're better, I just can't do it. Yeah, no, absolutely loved Medal of Honor, and there should be more like it. I wonder if they ever remade them so you can actually play them now. High definition remaster. Yes, yeah, so we're like a ten on the P- on the PS3. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's my number uh, four choice. Good, and I feel like you're. I think you're nailing the underrated um, theme as well. I'm glad to hear it. Just seen that um, the music for um, Medal of Honor. I'm gonna completely do his um, surname right wrong, but um, direct uh, composed by Michael Giancino. Oh yeah, good guy. Good guy. Didn't he? Didn't he? Did he go to? Did he go to your primary school? (laughs) No, he did uh, a load of great. He's done a lot of great soundtracks out there, What's including good? well, he's um he did Rogue One, Star Wars Story, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Star Trek reboot. He did um Mission did he do Mission Impossible? What the Mission Impossible? That's what I'm now if wondering. So this is what Wikipedia is saying. Iconic. Let's have a look. I'm not sure that's right. Music. No, Alan Silvestri. Oh no, hold on. But he was replaced by Danny Elfman. He must have just composed some of the music. But he's a great composer. That's cool. If you Google him, you'll recognize some of his music instantly. But yeah, so there's my number four. What have you got for number four? A game I've talked about before, um, but so I, I tried not. To, I was considering not using it because I, I sort of mentioned it, but I think it fits in perfectly in underrated, um, and that's Time Splitters. Oh, yeah, I almost included this, but felt I couldn't because of the discussion. But I'm happy for you to choose it. <laughs> Absolutely happy. I like that. I didn't because I'm not a piece of shit, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just feel. Wrong at the moment, picking ones that we've discussed previously. I know, but I, I, well, I want to try and say something different about it to, to what I've spoke about before. But we so didn't actually include it in any of our top lists, did we? I think it mention, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. But yeah, I think uh, one thing that I, I, I only found out recently, but as soon as I read it, I was like, oh, do you know what? That makes perfect sense. It was made, the first time split, well, I think all of them, by an offshoot of developers who worked on Rare's GoldenEye. I don't think you mentioned that. No, I didn't, but I've read about it recently, and I was like, as soon as I read it, I was like, do you know what? It does feel, you know what I'm thinking about the movement and stuff, it it did feel like Goldeneye quite a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I think it, I think sometimes now, 
you know, going back to the Call of Duties and the battlefields and things, they take themselves too seriously. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, this was what great, you know, running around the giant gingerbread man was just hilarious. I remember, was there a monkey that you could play as? Yeah. And I think as well, like, from a development point of view, I think it's so clever, the concept as well, because by having this sort of time travel element, it meant like set pieces, you could pick so many different things. Whereas, again, sometimes with um, FPS games or just any kind of shooter game, you know, you, the the setting can get stale quite quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's only so many times you can run through a trench and you're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you could you could go through the future, you go to the past. I remember, that, you know, there being maps where it was like a, a Western. I remember one where you were like in, in the sort of futuristic sci-fi world. Um, and yeah, I just, I think that's even just from a gameplay point, uh, sorry, from a game-making point of view, clever to try and keep things fresh and interesting and a bit quirky. Yeah. And what I do like is like, if you think about the multiplayer, you wouldn't necessarily play like the deathmatch, would you? It'd be stuff like capture the. F- um, well, I'm looking here. It's not capture the flag. It's capture the bag or bag tag. Um, just a different sort of yeah. multiplayer mode that there was. It wasn't just a sh- simple just shoot and you're dead. It was a bit more skill involved. And yeah, yeah. I really loved those sort of multiplayer shoot 'em up um, versions where you could literally just do more than just have a death match. And I think th- and the reason I say underrated because I bet there's a lot of people. So I bet anyone that's played this, go. I love I love time splitters. It's not underrated, but that's my point. I don't. I've never heard of anyone playing it and saying a bad word about it. No. Everyone I've heard who played it loved it. So why wasn't there more? Yeah, yeah, we had three time splitters. That's in my element of why it's underrated. It's not underrated by people that played it, but it must have been, you know, because it it must, you know, ultimately money talks, doesn't it? And if enough people were buying the game, there would have been a number three. Oh, sorry, number four. So it must have been underrated in terms of uh, you know financial element that it, it obviously didn't do big numbers like some other games do. Otherwise, it would have you know been picked up and 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 carried on. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think that was a really good choice, and I'm happy for it to actually be discussed properly. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it's one that I actually played the single player mode on. Oddly. See, do you know what? Interesting. I, I did, and it was interesting. There's this element where you go back. Well, Time Split is two anywhere. I, ne- I never played the first one, and Future Perfect. I only ever played like like co-op couch co-op with a friend. I never yeah. played the story mode, but um, yeah, you, you're traveling through time to try and um, I can't remember what you're trying to do. You, you're a time splitter, so there's these time crystals uh, crystals spread across multiple centuries, and you've got to to sort of get them back. But I remember, you know, because it's obviously like, you know, you get your team deathmatch, your infection one, that was all interesting. Yeah. But they added things in for story mode. Like, I remember I won this snowy mission on Time Splitters 2, and there was this, uh, sec- like, security box where the cameras were watching you. So you could shoot that out with a sniper rifle, and you didn't have to worry about the camera. Or you had to sort of sneak around where, you know, the cameras weren't pointing your direction, so you didn't get set off the alarm. Um, so it offered, it did offer something completely different playing the story mode, which I thought was cool when you look at like the same on modern games like i think some of call of Duty don't even don't even have story mode anymore yeah like, or some of the uh, later releases oh absolutely so i'm gonna like halo and call of duty i think in my opinion are the worst for that they don't focus on story mode at all anymore i remember getting halo 3 and completing it within about two hours and being really annoyed and one of my friends going but you don't buy halo for the single play- like for the story yes i do i like a good story what yeah. is the point of just playing online constantly in my opinion I'm not slating those who do, but I want a good story as well as a good multiplayer, in my opinion. Just crazy. I've never, I really respect Halo, but I've never played it that much. I never had the original Xbox. And then when it got to 360, 
I don't know. There's, you know, so there's such a big fan base. I've sort of felt out of my depth playing it online. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure this is correct that I've heard that Halo Two storyline doesn't finish. So Halo Two and Halo Three is the same sort of story across two games. I couldn't tell I, you because I didn't. I really didn't enjoy the story in Number Three, so I couldn't actually. Tell, and I've not played Halo Two. Do you know what I said? That's probably why, mate, because they gave you half a goddamn yeah. story to play. It was the second half. Yeah. But yeah, I do remember playing Halo was good for its multiplayer. But again, then when you go online, you're just, you're just made to look shit and you die all the time. And where's the fun? So, on that depressing note, let's go to number three. My number three is a game that was always overshadowed by GTA, and that's Driver. Oh, yeah. I love Driver. Yeah. It was an absolutely brilliant game. Um, it literally just was basically GTA. There was really not a huge amount of differences from what I remember, but I really enjoyed it. I think it was the third one that I played quite religiously, but there was all great games. I think I played all three of them, all, all three of the original ones. But then looking, there seems to have been one, two, three, four, five versions that were made since that. But it was just a great little game. I love any sort of open world sort of games like that. So that's why it always would be a big plus in my eyes. Yeah, I remember having one of them. I can't remember which one. But I remember I'd never played any storyline. I just used to drive around. That was yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And if if a game's that good that you're happy just driving around this open world environment, sandbox style, then it's a good game, in my opinion. I'm trying to see which one it was. I feel like it was Driver 2. Okay. And yeah, I think I'm sure it was. And yeah, like I said, yeah, it was. I can see the front cover now, yeah. Like I said, I just literally used to drive around all the time. And then I'd sometimes just try and do it, you know, like normally. Just yeah. Just try and follow the, the, the traffic in the... The red lights and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that everyone attempts at some point and fails. Yeah, with these type of games, yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. What, what, did you play the storyline then? Was that good? Was that interesting? I'm sure I played the storyline. I really enjoyed it. It was interesting. Um, like I said, I can't remember a huge amount about it. But again, these are here because they're, not, they're games that I remember quite vividly. So unlike our previous forgotten video games, these are ones that I remember quite vividly, but they've not really had any further sequels or anything that you can sort of continue that remembering there's been other games that have come along since and sort of block those memories out of your mind and do you know what with this as well and like in all seriousness like hogs of war um i just i'm not going to say towers but it's medal of honor maybe that is why they're underrated although we think they deserve more attention and credit the fact that they don't spring to mind when we're listing top five games top five childhood games maybe that's why is that there's just there's some sort of spark missing yeah um i will say with um so when you think of driver two drive is it Driver 2 or is it Driver 1? Driver 1 came out in 1999, okay? And it was a fully 3D world. GTA 2 came out in 1999, and they've only got the top-down technology. So in my opinion, oh. they stole that from yeah, Driver in terms of that open-world 3D gameplay. I also absolutely love that Driver 2 had a tagline. Uh, oh, um, not, what, Driver 2? I don't know what the Driver 2 tagline yeah, is. Driver 2, back on the street. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in North America, Driver is known as Driver, you are the wheel man. And Driver 2 is named Driver 2, the wheel man is back. Ugh, I'm much for the English one. <laughs> yeah, just Driver and Driver 2 back on the streets. But yeah, just a great little franchise. I'm trying to remember whether um, the first one was actually open world. I don't think it was open world. But either way, the open world came way before um, GTA. When was GTA 3 out? Do you know what I'd like to see as I'm thinking about this? I'd like to see like one of those pictures where they layer things on top of each other. You know these open world sandboxes. You know your Skyrim, your Witcher, your GTA. Yeah. 
I'd like to sort of have a picture of like, you know, like Drivers 2 on top of like, I don't know, GTA San Andreas to see like what the difference was, how big the open worlds were. I mean, I always do that. Genuinely, you can find these maps that people have made in which they show you all they, it's not necessarily on top, but they sort of like have them side by side and they slowly zoom out the camera to show you each of the worlds and like the biggest worlds out there. What, of those sandboxes? That's sick. Of any of the sandboxes out there, yeah. I need you to find me something. I'll do that. I do it all the time because I find it really interesting. I, if I ever get a new game where it's a new sandbox, I always like to compare it to something else to see how big and vast it is. And I normally try and compare it to um, GTA San Andreas. Do you know what? Though? I think I think certain sandboxes, like maybe San Andreas is one of them, but I reckon there's a sweet spot because there's been somewhere I'm like, but well, this is just ridiculous. Like I love sandbox much as the next guy, but I mean. I actually almost don't want to play the game because like, I feel like I'll never scratch the surface. There's too much going on. Yes. Um, well, I'm playing um, Assassin's Creed Origins at the moment. And to be fair, it's just too big and there's almost nothing in it sometimes. You're just literally riding a camel. I was, I'm playing Valhalla and I'm absolutely loving it. Oh, yeah. That's so good. Right. Should we move on to your number three? Yep. Absolutely unbelievable game. And shout out to... What's the name of your Make Some Work? Scott, yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> Scott for his one way back, and I think we we're just a top five games. Um, I was like, this is definitely an underrated series, and that is Advance Wars. Advance Wars is a, a um, turn-based strategy game on the Game Boy Advance, and it was unbelievable. Is this one that Scott picked as one of his choices? Then, yeah, I think he put it in maybe his honourable mentions, maybe of his top five games. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at his list now. Um, yeah, Advanced Wars on the Game Boy. Yeah, it was so good, and it was it was one of those where at first I thought it was really simple. Like you go, I'll go through the story mode, and you're you're you know going against these other ones, and your your hero has like special moves, and I thought it was really easy. I thought I was going to absolutely fly through this, but there is so much strategy involved, and there's so much like risk versus reward that it's almost like a sort of little chess game of. You know, you've got your weaker units that you can use as pawns to be sacrificed whilst you sort of pick a... Uh, uh, you go around maybe the other side and try and flank them from behind. Um, yeah, it was so cool. And it's not one that I hear a lot of people have played. Like, no, I've definitely, definitely I've definitely not heard of it or played it. Yeah, I mean, I've got Nintendo Switch. So I was desperate to see if they'd get... Because I haven't played... I played... I've only ever played the first one. Um I think the next two went on to Nintendo DS and I never really had it. Um, so I was hoping when I went to Switch that I'd be able to find it. So it's well, fair, that was, and that shows how much of a good game it was. That, that was one of the first things I looked for on the yeah, Switch. Yeah, you're just hoping it would be there. Yeah, there'd be a new... Uh, yeah, the last board. game, annoyingly, was in 2008. Yeah. It's a bit like but Again, it's one, though, that not many people play it. I only ever hear good things. Like, I bet if you I bet if you search like the Metacritic, I bet it's unbelievable because... It's such a tight game. Um, 86 out of 100. 86 out of 100, that's really good. That's on the latest one, sorry. Oh, so well, well, even... the original one, I bet's better. So are you on about Advance Wars? Yeah, just I think Advance it's just Wars. called Advance Wars, yeah. Which isn't the original, by the way. Is it not? No, I'll tell you in a second. So Metacritic is 92 out of 100 for that. See, this is what I mean. Underrated. Like, it is clearly an absolutely unbelievable game. Um... So it's the Wars franchise, and the first game was called Famicom Wars. <laughs> called what, sorry? Fammy, Fammy, not oh. Fammy, Fammy. <laughs> I'm like a child. <laughs> you are. You instantly hear something. Um, so yeah, but and interesting though, for though, if there is anyone who like me absolutely loved Advance Wars, like me and Chris, 
Um, okay, do you want to re-record that so you can actually say his name right? Well, it's not Chris. No, it's Scott. Scott. I don't know why I got Chris in my head. <laughs> do you want me to well, edit that out? Yeah, because I mean, Scott's <laughs> going to be my best man. Scott's going to be my best man at my wedding at this rate. We keep having <laughs> similar top five, so I can't get his name wrong. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a game on Switch called War Groove. I've not played it myself, but um, it's meant to be sort of like a spiritual successor to it. Oh, okay. Um, where it's like very similar um, gameplay mechanics, but I think it's like more like fancy, like sword and shield, rather than big ass tanks. Hold on, no, Dimitri's still asleep. <laughs> I hope he hears this in the future. <laughs> just really, good, just thinks that, that his dad doesn't know his name. I think he'll be angry. And be like Dimitri's a way better name. Why didn't you call me that? That's cool as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no. Anyway, so yes. Never heard of it, but it sounds like an interesting choice and one that I'm intrigued about myself. Yeah, I want to see if I can like. I want to see if I can find a um, an emulator or something for you to play. Because it, honestly, it's so good. Like, we'll cut this out because that's illegal, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I want to find a legal. Si- In fact, you know what? I've actually got it. I'm going to lend you my old Game Boy Advance and Advance Wars. Sounds like I realise I've got it. Yeah, let's do that. There you go. Right. Um, moving on to number two. Number two um, ties in nicely. I I wanted I was annoyed that um, my number two didn't come straight after my number three because we started talking about Assassin's Creed. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and this is completely overshadowed by Assassin's Creed now, and it's Prince of Persia. Yeah, great game. Yeah. So at when it first came out, in fact, I used to play it again back on the MS DOS. And there was a little sort of um, 2D guy who used to sort of go around and there was awful music and you had to jump over little platforms and sort of um, there'd be little uh, traps, if you will, to sort of step onto. And sometimes they might like release spikes to imp- that impale you or they'll sort of open doors that you can get into. So you, you'd have to sort of avoid which ones. And it was a great little game. And then Sands of Time came out on the PS2, which was like a sort of, re- not a remastered version, but it was a sequel in which they sort of went fully 3D with it and utilized that. Um Although I think actually they did did do a previous one on Dreamcast, but I'm ignoring that because I've never played it. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just a great game. And I feel it had the Assassin's Creed elements that we now see of sort of wall climbing and stuff like that. And great sort of combat gameplay. And there's been loads of games in the franchise. It even had a movie, didn't it? Which wasn't that critically acclaimed. I didn't mind it. I've not actually watched it, but I've heard it wasn't that critically acclaimed. It's, um, I, I, yeah, I think I'm in. The, I think I'm in the minority. I I, I enjoyed it. It's, do you know what? I've, I recorded it on Sky the other day, and I do plan on watching it. It's Jake Gyllenhaal, so it's not yeah. going to be bad in my opinion. <laughs> I think a lot of um, criticism came from the casting of Jake. Really? Because well, yeah, because it's meant to be a Persian man. Oh well, because it's yeah, the Prince of Persia. It, yeah, it's whitewashing, isn't it? I guess. But... Exactly. Very I mean, much. So. Not, but I always feel bad for the actors in that regard because like, that's not his fault. No, that he got cast for it. That I was looking for that. No, I agree. And they're the ones who get slated, but maybe, yeah, maybe they shouldn't take it in the first place. I guess so. Yeah, that that's you know. But again, I think that's more. Anyway, we're not here to get into a political debate because this feels <laughs> like very icy grounds. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just a great little. I think um, it started off as a trilogy, didn't it? The Sands of Time trilogy, and then there was a few little sort of remakes and remasters and stuff. They ended up being in the franchise. I've got it written down fourteen, but like they did a remake this year, and. I, don't remember hearing anything about it. No, I don't. I, I don't know why it's not. It was. It was pretty big, wasn't it? Like, I, I yeah. remember seeing Prince of Persia: Warrior Within. That sort of poster with the. He got like two sort of like curved blades. Quite possibly. And 
I remember seeing that cover everywhere. Yes, Warrior Within, yes. Yeah, because you had like a dark version of him, didn't you, in that one? Yeah, and like, I remember it being like so big when that came out, and then, you know, you hear nothing of it now. No, but it's that, I remember, I definitely remember playing all of them when I was younger. But yeah, you do absolutely hear, not, hear nothing about it, and it is a great game, one that people deserve to play. Oh, here we go. Uh, remake was announced in 2020 and originally scheduled to release on the January the 21st. Uh, it pushed back to March the 18th, so that's like why I've not actually heard about it. Oh, so it's not actually out yet? No. Oh, on February the 5th, they announced a second delay to the game, postponing its release indefinitely to deliver a remake that feels fresh while remaining faithful to the original, which I'll accept. Yeah. I will happily, if they push it back and sort of bring a claim back to this underrated video game franchise that's sort of not spoken about at all this day and age, then I'm happy. I also think that they should, they need to stop giving dates to games. Like, yes. When it's when it's finished, then set your date. It's like um c- Cyberpunk. They announced how many years ago did they announce it? Absolutely donkeys yeah. years ago, didn't they? And then. Like the release date got pushed back and pushed back and pushed back, and I think the fans started getting angry, and then that's when they released it, and obviously it went down like a lead balloon. I just don't feel like it's going to improve your sales by announcing a fixed date a year, two years in advance. Like you know, people if they're excited for the game, it's either a not well-known game, in which case it's not going to help you, you're not going to get any buzz, mm-hmm. or it's a big enough franchise, which is normally the ones that do it. It's normally the AAA developers. It's not the the sort of double a or the or the indie developers that are doing this um yeah just just wait till it's ready yeah absolutely yeah there's a lot of sort of they try to build hype too early don't they Mm. but yeah you're absolutely right and i think a lot of um i'm gonna just call them out now ea you scumbags rely too much on patches later in the game they'll release a game that's shoddy and just say oh no we've got a patch for it and it's like no you should release a game that's good back when there was cartridges and discs they released a game that was good because if they released a game that had glitches in, it wouldn't do well at all. Ergo E.T. I don't think that had glitches in, did it? It was just a shit game. I thought it was like broken to shit, which is why they... It didn't... was just absolutely awful. Just shit. <laughs> <laughs> By the way. But yeah, so Prince of Persia is my number two choice for the underrated games. And I, I'm actually reminiscing and really want to play it now. Like, it upsets it's... me that I can't. My number two is, is, again, yours is definitely underrated, and mine feels like my number five a bit. I think people might disagree with this. I think you might disagree with it. Okay. 100% of franchise. I feel like it might be the best-selling franchise of all time, or it's the best-selling franchise sort of of yearly releases. So it's a yearly release game and has been since, I think, 97? Maybe even 96. Okay. And that is FIFA. I was literally, I should have guessed. I was about to say, is it FIFA? Now, how the hell is this underrated? How the hell is this underrated? Now, as someone who has bought every FIFA since FIFA '98 and not missed a year, and there's me calling out scumbag EA on the last one. Yeah, he. I think it does. I think it's underrated in terms of it doesn't get enough credit for what it is because it gets a lot of shit that it's yearly releases and there's barely any changes. It's a waste of money. Yeah, it gets. A lot of shit since it released Ultimate Team that it doesn't focus on career mode in gameplay as much as it should. Yeah, it just goes on to gambling. And I agree with all of those things. It is, you know, a terrible model. It's a scumbag company. But I think because of that, I don't think it gets enough credit for for, for what it is as a game. Like, what it does each year for football fans, I think is amazing. What it does for, you know, FIFA is one of the games 
that really brought in a non-gaming market. Do you know what I mean? It took that that group of people, you know, it looked at, you know, that sort of gap in the market. Okay, there are billions of football fans in the world. We can bring them to this game. Do you know what I mean? And I think there's a, I know a lot of people who don't play games but play FIFA. Oh, yeah. And own a console just for FIFA. And I think, you know, we can we can nitpick and talk about how bad a company it is, how bad a model it is. And, you know, there's a lot to take in there. But I do think it's underrated for, for how powerful it is. Do you know what I mean? I always see these like, you know, best-selling games of all time and stuff. And FIFA's just always quietly in it. Oh, yeah. And it never really... I don't, th- I don't think it gets the respect it deserves for, A, how big a game it is, and B, like I say, the, f- from a sort of marketing, I guess, standpoint, I don't know how to put it, but the fact that it could... It, you know, what other game brought so many non-gamers to gaming? I can't think of one off the top of my head that, that did it. No, I'll agree with that, but I'm still not convinced it's underrated because it's absolutely loved by so many people. And yeah, it's not. I fucking hate FIFA and I buy it every year. See, <laughs> every I, year I, I play it for two hours and go, why the fuck did I buy this? It's shit. It's got the same bugs. There's still not anything to career mode, but I still buy it. <laughs> just because you want to, I've forgotten the character's name, but you want to find out what happens to him. That's why you do it. <laughs> What's it to FIFA? <laughs> no, the guy in the not in the career mode, in the story mode. I'm thinking. Oh yeah, I never played that. Alex Hunter was the. That's first it, Alex career. Hunter. Yeah. And now they've gone to some Volta shit. Oh really? Which I've not picked up. Yeah, it's like FIFA '98. By the way, was the best one, but by a million miles. And they used to have five aside. FIFA '98 was that the one with the World Cup as well? Yeah. No, was '98 well, the World Cup or was yeah, it the France World Cup? Yeah, there we go. I'm yeah, Euro in '96. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I remember having the World Cup edition of that one. Yeah, it's quality. It's alright. I, I just. Like I said, I know that's one that I'm going to get a lot of crap for. But... You're getting crap about it from me. I'm still going to give you crap. <laughs> I'm still not convinced. <laughs> if you'd picked this as number five, I might have respected you a little bit more. But like I said, you know, but this is my point. I'm, and this is why it's underrated, I think. The fact that everyone is going to say I'm a dick for picking it shows that it's underrated, I think, because, you know, I think for, for what it does, you know, from a graphical standpoint, from like a technological standpoint, I think it's impressive. And I think it gets so much hate and a lot of it deservedly so that we do sort of forget like what a great game it is even if it doesn't change enough yeah i do get fifa every couple of years because unlike you i don't buy into it every single year Mm. but every couple of years there's enough of a change for me to sort of enjoy it again see and i'm hoping to get to that point and and you know what and and full credit to you know pro evolution soccer yeah and by the way although i've played every fifa game Pro Soccer 6 might be the best football game I've ever played. See, I haven't pro- played Pro Evo in so long, but it, I remember it. I enjoyed it more than FIFA. I felt there was more fluidity to the players. There, there, was, there was a stage. Like I said, PES 5 and PES 6, for me, overtook FIFA. And then FIFA had to step the game up a bit. I think they realised they were losing sales to it for, for the, like, the first time. You know, it was noticeable. Yeah. Um, but PES recently did... Uh, the, I think PES 2020 was a full price game like FIFA 20. Mm-hmm. And then they, you could pay £20 for next year's game, which was just a squad update, kit update. You know what I mean? So they, they freshened it up a bit, but ultimately they were like, well, we don't need to make a brand new game because... That's actually... I like that. I do. And I think, you know, for years people have wanted FIFA to do that. They never will because they make too much money from it every year. Absolutely. Particularly with Ultimate Team now because, you know, you go to next year, all these kids that have spent all that money on their packs for their new team are going to have to do it again for the new FIFA, the new Ultimate Team. But yeah. um, from an ethical point of view, they, they've surely got to do that soon. Yeah. No, I'm 
not convinced about the choice, email in if you disagree as well. Let's get get a petition going that Mike's wrong. Mike, <laughs> Mike likes the petitions. Hashtag, <laughs> Hashtag it. Yeah. Mike is wrong. Hashtag Mike is wrong or Mike is right. <laughs> and we'll uh, see which gets the most hashtags. Bear with me one second. Sean's just coming from the finish at the door. Just say hello quick. I'll be 10 seconds. Sean is coming, so he's hiding. He's about to <laughs> shut the door, lock her out. Like a child. <laughs> <laughs> hey. We are safe. You've locked yourself in. I think we're on to honourable mentions, and this we week's episode at honourable mentions is sponsored by who, Mike? Hoolies. Hoolies? I don't know. I panicked. <laughs> 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 I was waiting. Well, that's that comedy bit gone. Wrap it up to hey. Um Who are they sponsored by, Mike? They are sponsored by Jorik for his and her pleasure, um, which is ironic because we've announced the birth of your baby on this one. Yes. Um, I feel like we should come up with big sponsors each time for it from now on and just hope that one day we, they sort of like go, oh, shit, we haven't paid these guys. We must have, we must have signed <laughs> up to sponsor them. Is this us selling out without selling out? Yeah, that's it. So this week's I will mention is sponsored by Tesla, the green car. Oh, yes, I like that. Imagine if we got a free Tesla from I mean, we won't, but can you imagine? How many times do you think we have to say Tesla before they give us a free Tesla? I feel like Elon Musk is weird enough that if this somehow got to him at this really tiny podcast, (laughs) was pretending to sponsor them, that he may, just for the the banter, just go, yeah, go on then. (laughs) Come on, Elon. You're a good guy. Old Um, E-Musk. 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 That's what what I call him. Talking about mentions, though, in all seriousness, I've got one as huge. How many have you got? Two, as <laughs> usual. <laughs> so let's hear. Let's hear your first. Then I'll do mine, and then we'll do your second. Well, well I think I think mine can go together because they're similar esque similar esque games. Okay, they're both open world games. Yeah, both only had two games in the franchise. Both begin with the G, and it's the Godfather and the Getaway. Oh, the Getaway! Yeah, unbelievable. I never played the Godfather, but Godfather was fantastic. It's sort of like. Took the events of the first movie, and I, I never played the second one. But um, you'd go around and sort of like um, you'd collect your debts, if you will, from all the different sort of um, businesses out there, and slowly build up your empire around you. And it was great because it had the classic vehicles in it. So did the Getaway. It had the classic vehicles in like the sixties, and then they did the sequel. The second one was it set in London? Black, and Black, I rem- that called Black like, Monday. Yeah, Black Monday. I think it was called. And I remember my dad playing it. And driving past like his work and being like, oh, that's where I work. And then taking me on a little tour of London. Both great franchises. Cool. But are they franchises if there's only two games in the series? Apparently so, because you picked Hogs of War, which only has one. <laughs> what I like is there's still a bit of residual anger there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you fucked me. We've called it Mammon. You can't replace me as a host now. That's it. You stuck with me. Until you find another mic. Or uh, someone else begin with M. Yeah. Mike and Matt on Yeah, but Mike. still Mike work. and Mike on Mike still, yeah. It doesn't work. Um I, I... <laughs> Unless we hosted it sitting on top of a Matt. Mike and Matt on Matt and Mike. That would work. That would. <laughs> anyway, I, moving on. Well, I love the getaway, but I, I, I think I only I don't think I could get past the first mission. I can't remember it. What I happened? Just, I don't know, I just, I just remember I think you're being chased, or you're chasing someone. I just couldn't complete it. But I remember really like, replaying this one mission over think, and over at my friend's house. Once. I think Mafia, which is another great underrated franchise, uh, Mafia One or Two, I could never complete the first mission. 
it was like something in the house and you was being shot out or something, or you, you shoot in the house and I'd always die. So these are video game franchises that we've never played past the first level. <laughs> right, anyway, let's say you're honourable mention. Well, this the reason I'm a bit quiet then is because I was like, I feel like I'm getting in trouble again with you. This is a bit of a FIFA one, not as bad though. This is definitely a franchise. Mm-hmm. There's four of them, loads of DLC. Oh, here we go. Um, it's a pretty big game, but I, again, I don't know if it gets the recognition. Oh my god, I've missed one off my list. What do you mean? Oh, I'm such an idiot. There's one that 100% should have been my number one, but I can't bump this one down. Oh, move it. We'll move on. <laughs> we'll, we'll hear it after my mention. <laughs> yeah, I'll mention. I'll mention it as an honourable number one mention. So mine is The Sims. Okay. I think it's one of those. I think it's got like. I think it's got a decent following, but I don't know if it's as like mainstream as I, I don't know, like a, a a shooting game per se. I don't. I don't know. And. I know it's a bad call because it's, but I just, I just don't think it gets enough credit for how, what, like, what an amazing game it is. Like, it's not for me personally. I'm not, I don't, I've, I've played two, three, and a bit of four, but I've never played much. You know, I've never sunk many hours into it. But yeah. I've always appreciated what it is as a game. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I'm I, glad I you picked like... it as an honourable mention. If it was any higher, I would have slapped you. <laughs> that would have been it. Done. Yeah, we would have met up on the 9th of May, and I would have slapped you. <laughs> so yeah, so that's my. That's my other mention. Um, okay. What <laughs> should have been on the list? I'm looking at it now, so I'm glad I had forgotten about it because I'm not sure it can be called a franchise again because it, there's two games in it that I'd consider to be in it and they are, um, uh, what's the word? They're not sort of, they don't seem to be sort of sequels, but I always consider them to be sequels. Mm-hmm. And it is, um, the two games are Sonic and All-Star Racing and Team Sonic Racing. Yeah, I don't, I, I mean, this is coming from me, so it means nothing. I wouldn't consider them franchises, which is... <laughs> but yet you picked a game that has one game on it. <laughs> but it felt like a franchise. <laughs> but yeah, I've never actually played Team Sonic Racing, but Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed, absolutely loved. And I remember, like, um, it just seemed to be a better uh, Mario Kart. That was my opinion of it. It was just so much better. And one of my favourite things about it is amongst all the sort of like odd characters, so you'd have like Sonic and people from Space Channel 6, Jet Set Radio, Super Monkey Ball, Crazy Taxi, and Ralph from Wreck-It Ralph. Um, there was also Danica Patrick as herself, who's a professional race tr- um, car driver. And I just loved it. Amongst all those characters, there was just a real person to play as. It sounds a bit weird, that, doesn't it? Wait, Wreck-It Ralph was in it? Yeah, it was genuinely a really, really when good game. Come out? Uh, the first one came out in 2012. I remember we used to um, sneak into a lecture room, um, me and a bunch of mates, like sort of that we knew no one went into, and we hooked up um, our PlayStation to it, and we just play games on it. And that was one of the ones that we'd always play a lot of. You get caught? No, no. Yeah, it was really sort of like hidden. It was it was in a block that I remember. Uh, I can't remember what the block, what sort of the name of the block was. But we only had like one lecture in there, but one of my friends had quite a lot of lectures in there. But we only had one, and it'd be a maze to get in there. And a few years ago, on April 1st, they released a um, sort of um, news story to, um, in uh, Bristol saying about a boy who, or a guy who got um, lost in there for five days and had to survive on like snacks he found underneath drawers and things like that. Because <laughs> it, genuinely, it genuinely was a maze, and people get lost. And I read it, and I genuinely... For a split second in my head, believed it. <laughs> because you're like, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can see that happening. But yeah, no, it's a great game. Not sure it's a franchise because 
it doesn't really seem to be a sequel, which surprised me. I thought they were related, the two of them, but they're not. But yeah, that's my little... Should have been on the list, but not on the list, but actually should have been on the honorable mention, but I completely forgot about it until just now. I feel like this podcast has put you in a bad mood. But like I'm pissing you off with my franchises that aren't underrated. <laughs> then, you, then you get pissed off that these games aren't made into sequels. Mate, I'm going to be genuinely, I think, really annoyed with your number one choice, aren't I? No, but this is great. Is it? This, okay. this is one of the best games I've ever played. All right, let's do the swish and move on. Swish. Oh, you mean... Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to edit that in, <laughs> Right, let's hear your number one. My number one is, again, a game that I feel got overrated by Need for Speed. So I, I think the games that I picked are ones that there's very similar games out there. Wait, have but... you just come in and told me it's Need for Speed? No. Oh, but say. No, 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 it's very similar for Need for Speed. Oh, right. And it's Burnout. Oh, yeah, I mean, great game. And another so game good. that Scott picked in his honourable mentions for his top games of all time. But absolutely fantastic. I remember, all, well, in fact, the first three just being obsessed with. Like, really, really, absolutely amazing. I don't think, well, looking, I'm not sure I got Legends. Pretty sure I got Revenge. Don't think I got Dominator. And Burnout Paradise I've also got. But Burnout Paradise is nowhere near as good as the originals. See, like, that's the one I played the most. Really? I, I wasn't a huge... Oh, wait, no, is that 2018 it came out? What, Burnout... Oh, no, 2008. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, I think that, that, that's the one I've played. Oh, no, I wait. Don't, I don't think no, Burnout... Takedown. I yeah, Takedown. Yeah, Takedown was, the great, was one of the best ones. Burnout Paradise was an open world map. That was huge, but it didn't have the same feel to it. I think it's because it didn't have the multiplayer, whereas Burnout 3 Takedown had the multiplayer, and it was just something fun about just literally using your cars to completely wipe out other cars. And it was really well done the way they did it. Sort of like you could nudge them if they could hit a wall, they'd be completely wiped out. Or you could jump, like use a jump and land on top of them and wipe them out. And it was a great, it was a frantic, amazing video game. Yeah, I, I'm not a big racing fan, to be honest, but I really enjoyed this when I played it around. This was a good play around your friend's house, wasn't it, game as well? Yeah. I remember my dad once um, going on the motorway and then going really fast, speeding around another car. And I was like, oh my God, I thought I was just playing Burnout for a split second. Completely <laughs> forgot he was in the real world. <laughs> Probably not true. I think he was just winding us up, but I still remember him saying it. I mean, <clears> that that like seven car pile up he caused, though, was, I mean, I know. it was awful. But yeah, that was a great thing. You could do the crashes, couldn't you? you um, which you'd um, set your car off and depending on where you had to sort of like cause the most carnage. And it was just, it was a fantastic game, and like I said, Burnout Paradise didn't come anywhere close to having the sort of originality that the original ones have. It sort of tried to be a generic racing game, whereas that wasn't what Burnout was about. Yeah, I think that's what, as someone who wasn't a massive, you know, into racing games, I think that's what I liked. It felt fresh, didn't it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it was very different. Like, I used to play games that felt a bit fresh. I remember there was a stunt driver one that I played in which you had to sort of get around a, a um. A stunt track on a movie scene as quick as possible and then at the end of it they'd show you the movie that you'd made which was a lot of fun but i liked the original sort of style of these games that were out there this is completely random but you just you know this idea where you, you said you, you the stuntman one and then you get to watch your stunt thing Firstly, yeah. that sounds sick did you ever play a game on pc called the movies yes i think oh i did my god, it was so good like the sims but you like were in control of the movie oh my god i was obsessed yes. with that that's a, okay Fuck Hogs of War, the new petition. <laughs> um, Burnout Paradise on Switch. Yes, it is. And again, not played it because I'm not, I don't enjoy it that much. No, it's just cool though, isn't it? I mean, it's yeah. the wrong one, obviously, but... It was a remastered one, wasn't yeah. it? The wrong choice, though. 
Mm. Uh, I'm going to get back to you about that stunt car racing game because I think you'll be interested in it. Yeah, I like. I think that sounds really cool. I'll try and at the end of the episode or after your number one, try and say what it is. Okay. And if I can't remember, guys, email in. Um, my number one is so good that this weekend I'm buying both the games in the franchise. Really? Yeah, so there's two games in the franchise, and then it's spawned off a sequel. Well, I thought it was going to be a sequel, but it's it turned into a massively multiplayer online game. But there's lots of real talks about there's going to be a third one in the series, because EA's rights to the um, IP is gone. Okay, is it Star Wars? It is Star Wars. Yeah. Um, I played them both on PC, but I, I remember it was pretty big. Because I never had the original Xbox, so I don't know if you... Maybe you did, didn't you, think? Yes, I did, but so I I genuinely, it, if it's the game that I'm thinking of, I've not played it, and I really want to. It's called Leisure Suit... No, it's called... <laughs> Which um, I have played. Have you? I've never played yeah, it. No, I have. <laughs> um, Knights of the Republic. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I've never played it. Oh, but it's God. one that I really, really want to. It's... it's one that sort of, like, eluded me, and then, as I've got older, it's like, oh, where can I actually get hold of it? Oh, where can I get hold of it? It's so good. You can get it on... Um, iOS, so I'm assuming you can get it on Android as well. Um, you can get it on... Yeah, but it's not going to be the same, is it? You can get it on PC and laptop. Um, you can get it on... I think you can get it on Xbox Game Pass, I feel like I've heard. I feel like it's on Game Pass. Okay. But it's it's one of the best RPGs I've ever played. It's I love that both of them, you start off and you're not the Jedi. So you always end up becoming one and getting your lightsaber, but you've got to work for it. You've got to earn it. And I think that's... I, I love that concept. Um, it's one of the first games I remember playing that had a morality system where, you know, decisions you made put you more towards light and more towards dark. And if you were yes. dark side, you had different force powers to light side. So there was like, that's good. Cause I, you know, when I play the game with a morality system, I always go good. I don't yeah, know why. I don't. <laughs> I just I just feel bad. I think it's when, did you ever play a game? Oh, what was it? was it? I think it was called Gun. No. I think it was just called Gun. It's pronounced Gun, by yes, the way. Yes, Gun. Gun. <laughs> gun. Um, gun. 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 <laughs> um, all right, Southerner. Um, so it's called Gun, and I remember accidentally throwing a Molotov cocktail at an enemy, and it hit a horse instead, and it set on fire, and I was like, oh my god, I feel like the that biggest... That sounds awful. Yeah, it was horrendous. Um, but anyway, this was the only game where, because of the payoff, it, you know, it didn't force me to be either good or bad, but just because I preferred the, the evil force moves, I went bad. Um, okay. And... And, and I've played, I played both of them several times. I, and I remember playing the first one. And I don't want to give too much away, but there's this decision you can make where essentially you, you can choose right towards the end to kill one of the, the characters that you've brought into your party, who you've obviously developed like a, you know, you know, a, you know, a, a fondness for because, you, you know, you met them, you, you brought them into your party, you've gone on an adventure together and you can kill them off. Oh. Like, just like that, you can make this decision. Which then turns you straight evil as well, which was cool. Um, and yeah, there was like a real, you know, to me like that. I was, I was even thinking about doing. It, I, I was like, that is horrendous. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was. I remember the storylines being so good. And when I think of how shit the recent Star Wars, like, well, the, the 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 trilogies anyway. I mean, Rogue One, one of the best films, Star Wars films I've ever seen. It's the best yeah. in my opinion. But and uh, it's underrated. But Solo is actually really good as well. Yeah, it's all right. Okay, moving on then. <laughs> Clearly not a fan. It's better than the trilogies. Yeah, the new trilogy anyway. But yeah, I, I um, 
yeah, I, I can't believe they've not taken the games. You know, that time period and that, sto- that those storylines are so good, they could easily be converted into films. And again, it's definitely underrated because they've never quite been able to, to sort of... Um, again, it's one of those I don't think enough people have played. And secondly, it's so good and it's rated so highly by people that play it and critics that the only reason I can see that a third one was never made is, is again, a bit like with my choice for um, Time Splitters got to be financial. There can't have been enough people playing the game to warrant making the third. Or, you know, to force the hand of the game studio. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Knights of Republic, if you haven't played it, it's one of the best games you'll ever play in your life. It's one of those ones that I do want to fish out. Not sure it's underrated again. Well, uh, the last thing I'll say for him, I'm just going to ignore that because I feel like I've, I've, <laughs> I've angered you too much as underrated. <laughs> I'm brush over that. Um, if this wasn't a big enough compliment about how good the game was, I don't really like Star Wars that much. No, I, I don't hate it, but I'm not a massive fan of it that much. And this game, I play not because of Star Wars, but because it's just a cool game. Yeah. So good. No, I'll let you have it. <laughs> but I do want to play it. It does sound really intriguing. I'm sure I did try it on the Android, actually, after you mentioned that it's out on iOS and Android. But I think because of the controls, it wasn't great. Yeah, so, I, can't, I can't imagine playing it with anything but a keyboard and mouse, to be honest. Even though, like, it's turn-based, you, know, so you don't need to be as fluid as you would with a mouse or with a controller. I just can't, genuinely can't imagine playing it with, with anything else. Yeah, no, fair enough. Good shout, good shout. Um, and some games that we've both mentioned that I really want to go back and replay. Yeah, which one did you, which, Oh, yeah, Lemmings. I'm going to play Lemmings. Do you ever play yeah, I, I, a bit earlier when you went to close the door on Shauna, I just um, downloaded Lemmings to my phone. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, to replay that. Yeah, I really want to play Burnout again, but I'm not sure where I'd be able to get hold of the originals. Want to play? I really, really want to play the um, Medal of Honor Frontline. Was it we decided? Yeah, it was, it was definitely Frontline the D Day one. Yeah, that's the one that I really want to go back and replay. Driver, really want to go back and replay. I play. I feel like I played. You know, Call of Duty World War Two. Mm-hmm. I feel like I played the the D Day section of that. It didn't feel. You know, all the fancy graphics and all the rest of it. It didn't have the same feeling of being in a war that um, Medal, Medal of Honor has. Yeah. I don't it's know what crazy. it was about Medal of Honor, but it was it was just really... Because it wasn't realistic in the slightest, because it was quite bad graphics at the time. Yeah, even, when you yeah, look back at it either, now. Yeah. But it, was just, it just felt real. It sort of... I think... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it put stories of real people into it. Yeah, I seem to remember, yeah, you, you played like a... Well, whether or not they were real, they made them seem like real people. You yeah. played their sort of... their point of that history yeah i feel like that's true i feel like i can almost see like those one of those sort of like manila envelopes that you then they opened up and they had like pictures of the um of the people yeah yeah so yeah that's, there we go and for those who are listening to find out and have just listened to this final bit just to find out what it is the video game i'm thinking of in which you play the stunt man is called stunt man that's a tricky one to remember yeah. I understand why I um that. but the sequel is called stunt man ignition you can actually still get the stunt Man Ignition on the Xbox. Nice. So you should buy that, and when we're allowed to, I'll come over and play it again. But yeah, it was great because you used to be able to. So there are two games, so it could be included in the franchise, and that's definitely underrated. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I've even heard of it to be honest. So, yeah. yeah, like I said, it, you literally just played as a motion picture stuntman and you perform the stunts, but it was really difficult because, like, even though like I remember the um, physics being really realistic, but you'd have to retry the level so many times, which I think some people saw as a criticism. But I really enjoyed making sure I got the stunt bang on perfect because then like i said they made sort of a movie with you doing the stunt at the end like with your actual gameplay it was quite cool nice 
Yeah, so there we go. There we have it. Our top five underrated video game franchises. More importantly, it's this next week's, if you guess it, Mike has to do something stupid. <laughs> Which I'm not sure is going anywhere. No one's messaged anything. Have they not? No. So I don't know if you want to stop this. <laughs> no, I want it. <laughs> uh, this one, I'm going to come to your house when it's allowed and cook you the hottest thing I can cook and you have to eat it. Oh, okay. I like that. That's a, f- a fun, but yeah, I like that one. And it's not Re- a, th- a bit more realistic. Yeah, and I'm going to make it easier to guess as a result of this because it's easier to get. So what what do you say about a number between... No, not a number. Um, if you can guess my favourite band. Okay, that's fair. Because um, we've not really touched on music, so it would be... Well, have you got enough of my personality to go, this is his favourite band? You know, if you're... you know Scott likes a lot of the same stuff, so maybe he, his favourite band is mine. Maybe that's the guess for him to go. Maybe, for. maybe. So, obviously you can bleep this bit out, but my favourite band... Do you know what, actually? Is, well, I'm, I'm going to guess I'll bleep this bit. Is it... Is... I'm going to go with no. Ah, uh, I wasn't far off. Though. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think you're really miles away. Anyway, I will bleep all that the little guesses and what sort of um, style it was. So I give no clues. Nice one. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Be a good one, that. Yeah, and then maybe on the back of that, in a couple of months, because we have actually got a lot planned in right now. Um, in a couple of months, we'll do our top five bands and songs and artists and things yeah. like that. Get a music one going. Do you know, I thought now we've got Instagram as well. If we do this chili challenge, we can record it as an Instagram story. Oh, absolutely. It'll be on there. Me cooking it and stuff like that. Yeah. How did you know I've got Instagram? Oh, I I told you, you, didn't I? No, I don't think you did, but I saw on Twitter today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought I'd get Instagram started. And can I just say, Mike, I literally was doing it for an hour and I had more followers than you have on Twitter. Yeah, I (laughs) know. You need to up your game. Problem is I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I use no, it, but... I, that's the thing. I don't know how to use Twitter in the slightest, so I can't take over doing that. I've learned how to use Instagram today. I've never used it before. But yeah, there we go. So yes, guess Mike's favourite band to see me eat some really spicy food. And if you haven't seen me eat some spicy food, it is on YouTube anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm like absolutely dreadful with it, with spicy food. See, I used to be, so for a bit of context, I did a chilli challenge a few years ago, and it is actually online. Um, Clifton Chilli Club, I think it was like 2014, maybe, um, at uh, Grillstock, and I don't think I did too badly. And looking at other people in other competitions, I could have won. Like, I think the year afterwards, I would have won. But this year, it seems to have all the best people in the world doing it, and it was absolutely horrendous. My whole arm and leg went numb. I physically couldn't fear them. Yeah, see, I've heard, sto- I've heard stories of like people who've done them and then had to go to hospital for like, vomiting yeah. so much. So Yeah, there's a paramedic on standby. There won't be when I do it. The worst thing about it was TMI maybe, who cares? I had constipation afterwards and I was sat there just dreading it coming out. <laughs> was it bad or was it not that bad in the end? The thing is, I think because it ended up getting a bit diluted <laughs> because <laughs> of it. If anything, it was a godsend that I had it. But yeah... Um, Apparently, the first shit afterwards is horrendous. Well, you'll have to. We, we, <laughs> I want you to. I want you to be doing the, the Instagram story on the toilet talking through the pain afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just literally be you videoing the door of me just going, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> oh my god, is that blood? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Right, I'm going to go because I'm fucking starving. Yes, I'm quite hungry too. And well done, well done, baby. Yeah, you was about to say his name there. Yeah, I was, yeah. Yeah, it's Reginald. Uh, it wasn't Reginald for uh, <laughs> for not ruining things. Yeah. 
Well done, Reggie. Um, yeah, so next week, do we want to announce what we're doing? Yeah, because I've not got my piece of paper handy, so I'd like to know for myself as well. We'd literally had a conversation about it just before we filmed this, so I'm glad your memory's still there, Mike. Yeah. Uh, it's top five books. Oh, yeah. Oh, do you know what? This will, this will be my hardest one, I think. See, I think this will be one that, for me, I'm going to struggle with because I'm not that big a reader. I really enjoyed books when I was younger, but I'm quite slow at reading, and I think I lose focus and just give up. So a lot of my ones are going to be stuff from when I was younger, like um, going on a bear hunt and stuff like that, maybe. I think that's fine. The I Mr. Mean, Men books. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I've got... I, I think I'll have a lot of sort of teenage, young adult style ones, but I'm looking forward to hearing your ones. And we... Um, my my yeah. honourable mention, for instance, is not a book that I rate. I don't think it's very well written, but I like it. It had, you know, it had a sort of profound impact on me as a child. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's fine to go for childhood ones anyway. Yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey really did impact you, didn't it? Big time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Donald's waking up. Okay, on that note then, that's a good time to call it, I think, isn't it? <laughs> that is. Thanks for listening. And also, while we're here quickly, uh, find us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter, at Mammon Podcast, and email in with any suggestions or your top five underrated video game franchises at mammonpodcast at hotmail.com. And thank you again to our sponsors, Tesla. They, they <laughs> To give us both a Tesla car uh, as, for, as payment was incredibly kind. I know, just so, so... We've actually had three, because we're also trying to get... Is that Activia? Yeah, Activia to sponsor us. Genuinely, we'll change your shit in life. It's not even a joke. Like, get on it. Have that as your breakfast each morning. You'll be a a new man or woman. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And on that, we'll see you next week. See you next week, everyone. Bye. Bye.